Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 50 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we now begin our new study of the Come Follow Me materials for this week. Um, in February the 15th uh, to February the 21st, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 14 to 17. Uh, and today we're having a look at um, the background and context behind a number of these sections. Sections um, 14, 15 and 16 are all directed to children in the Whitmer family. Uh, the Whitmer family uh, were a very important part of um, the the translation process of the Book of Mormon. As uh, they reached kind of the end of May, um, there was a lot more persecution, a lot more difficulty uh, for Joseph Smith uh, and Emma Smith and their family. Uh, and whilst it had been going well, the situation in Harmony had become very difficult for Joseph, Oliver and, uh, Emma and Oliver. Hostility from neighbours was growing while support from Emma's family was waning. Let's not forget that uh, Joseph and Emma did elope. And so there's a lot of probably ill feelings there. Uh, and the fact is, is that even though, um, you know, um, Emma, Emma, Emma's family, the Hales, were a bit more sympathetic to Joseph and his and his family as the hostility began to increase and mob uh, threats started to to come forward in harmony. Um, they did try and support them, but they couldn't obviously protect them from the dangers that were that were growing. And so. Uh, in the Come Follow Me manual, it says this, quote, Feeling that Harmony was no longer safe, Oliver reached out to a friend who had expressed interest in Joseph's work, David Whitmer. David lived with his parents and siblings in Fayette, New York, about 100 miles away. He had met Oliver a year earlier, and Oliver had written several letters since then, sharing his experience working with the prophets. Neither David nor anyone in the family had ever met Joseph, but when Oliver asked if he and Joseph might move to Whitmer, to the Whitmer home to finish translating the Book of Mormon, the Whitmers readily opened their doors, and the Lord had more in store for the Whitmers than simply housing the prophets. I think it's really important we understand um, kind of this Whitmer family and their role in this restoration. Um, it, it's not very clear how Oliver Cowdery met David Whitmer, but we know that they did meet before uh, Oliver had met the prophet Joseph Smith. Uh, and that David had expressed some interest. And it seems that the family uh, expressed interest as well. Peter Whitmer Sr. and Mary Whitmer, the, the parents of the home, um, invited these these this young family and Oliver Cowdery into their home. And let's not forget that this home was not very large. And so they had their very large, pretty large family already uh, to, to deal with. And then, of course, there was um, this... Um, prophet or this man Joseph Smith and his wife and Oliver Cowdery, another you know well-bodied able man as well, and they were basically focused on completing the translation of this work. We often have uh, an image in our mind when Joseph and Oliver are translating the Book of Mormon that it was just you know those two, maybe occasionally Emma Smith in the room doing her house daily tasks as well, but actually um, the Whitmers in the Whitmer home may have been around during this time as well. Um, and this was a cause of great uh, difficulty for Mary Whitmer in particular. Having studied this, I found I found this to be a really interesting insight to some of the other witnesses we have of the Book of Mormon. And we're going to talk a lot about witnesses over this week. We're going to talk about official witnesses, such as David Whitmer, who is one of the three witnesses. And then, of course, uh, other members of the Whitmer family, who, who four of them made up the eight witnesses. So they were obviously a very integral part to this work. Uh, in fact, the, the restoration of the church 
the actual forming of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints originated in the Whitmer home. Um, but also Mary Whitmer was a very important part of this. Um, I'll read from Revelations in context. It says, quote, A grandson of Mary Musselman Whitmer, wife of Peter Whitmer Sr., reported that Mary had so many extra persons to care for that she was often overloaded with work. One evening, after a long day's work, she went to, ba to the barn to milk the cows and met a stranger who showed her a bundle of plates and then turned the leaves of the plates over, leaf after leaf, promising Mary that she should be blessed, and if she were patient and faithful in bearing her burden a little longer, she thus became another witness of the Book of Mormon. Close quote. From other um, r records and, um, you know, um, well, records of what Mary said about this uh, meeting, she said that the, the, the individual presented themselves as Moroni uh, and that he showed the plates uh, to her. And so she became one of these informal witnesses that we have building uh, over, over the time as well. And I think that this just gives us a much more rich understanding that the plates were real. Even if, um, you know, you, you doubt or are unsure about, and, and people may be unsure, about the spiritual truth of the Book of Mormon, how it, if it is the word of God, it cannot be denied that there were plates, there were actual physical records which were held by Joseph Smith. Um, even if, you know, you look at the fact that people at his time, and I've mentioned this before, uh, said that, you know, their, their purpose wasn't to prove that he didn't have the plates, they, they were trying to steal them for their own personal gain. Uh, and so I think that is a pretty interesting thought to have, considering you know, when people hear about the story today, they first question whether he had the place at all. Um, so that kind of gives an idea of just how dedicated the Whitmers were. But let's look, let's focus in on David. Uh, David Whitmer, uh, who was given Doctrine and Covenants section 14 specifically to himself, um, he wants to know how he could help with the work. Uh, and as we will read uh, tomorrow when we studied section 14 in depth, uh, he was given a revelation uh, that special blessings would come. Uh, but there was a lot of um, focus on kind of his role as a witness. Uh, and also, there was also an aspect of needing to endure faithfully. Because as has been well documented, David Whitmer did not stay um, to the, stay true to the church. Um, he was very resentful to the prophet. He was very um, disdain, he had great disdain for the church. Um and so, you know, there was a lot of problems with between him and, and the church. But what is interesting is that he never denies his witness that the Book of Mormon is the word of God, uh, that those re that, that record that was translated was from God. Um, there are a lot of like, and there's great places you can go online to kind of look at the interviews that he had. He had several interviews with many individuals over the many decades. He was the, 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 one, of the, the one of the three witnesses to survive the longest uh, on the earth and he never denied uh, that his testimony that the Book of Mormon was true was ever in doubt in fact there was one point where he was misquoted in a, in an encyclopedia uh, and he got in touch with the individuals involved in that and told them to change it that he that this was not the case uh, that his testimony should not ever uh, be denied that the Book of Mormon was the word of God and this I think I mean, it is obviously a shame and a great disappointment that David Whitmer uh, didn't stay truthful to his uh, faith in the church and the gospel and all these things and the prophets for the whole of his life. However, it does give us a really interesting insight into how the Book of Mormon was indeed the word of God. Uh, and I think that that is something that we should remember.
So as we begin to look at Doctrine and Covenants sections 14, 15 and 16, uh, Joseph Smith's history says this, quote, David, John and Peter Whitman Jr. became our zealous friends and assistants in the work and being anxious to know their respective duties and having desired with much earnestness that I should inquire of the Lord concerning them, I did so through the means of the Urim and Thummim and obtained for them in succession the following revelations, close quote. So this covers now Doctrine and Covenants sections 14, 15 and 16. And we'll look at section 14 tomorrow as it is quite distinct from verse, uh, from sections 15 and 16. Uh, but as we do this tomorrow, I want us to think about just how much we need to remember the examples of the people we've seen so far. Joseph Smith Sr., Joseph Knight uh, Sr., and also um, the three Whitmers, J. David, John and Peter Whitmer Jr. Uh, and think about, you know, are we in the position, and also Hiram Smith actually, uh, and Oliver Cowdery, all these individuals who've been involved in this work so far. Um, they have all asked the prophets to receive a revelation to know what their part in the work is. Are we zealous? Are we, um, you know, enthusiastic enough to ask the, the Lord what our work is? We've we've spoken about this quite often, actually, so far. And it's interesting how in this early stage of the church history, the individuals that came forward, their big thing they wanted to do was to know what their part was. And I hope that we can have that same enthusiasm to take part in the work whether it is through official callings in the church or if it's even just to know who to reach out to and who we can bless and minister to one by one each day. Uh, that is a worthwhile goal to seek for. Thank you very much for listening today uh, for this to this background and the context behind these sections. Uh, I hope uh, you'll join me over the next few days as we look at Doctrine and Covenants 14, 15 and 16 and then consider section 17 as well. Please do join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, you can also email LDS study session at gmail.com if you'd like to share what you've been studying and also if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves thank you for your time and until we meet again